What is up, everybody? Mark on the mic here, joined by Mr. Ryan Muckenhern and Mr. Bill Krivnik. Nailed it. Of course, I know. <laughs> Bill, I know you. Yeah. You're like 10 feet away. We talk all the time. <laughs> uh, guys, we're going to try and answer a question today. Or maybe we're going to answer a question today. Best cartridge for coyotes. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's coyote season, guys. Billy was just out. You got one. Went all night. Yeah. Till, all night. Till 4.50 in the morning. Wife wasn't too happy with me, but... <laughs> Hey, the important thing is you guys got one. Were you uh, were you the lucky hunter? No. So we went with a group of guys that have thermal. So uh, got to go watch them and see how they do that. And uh, now I want thermal, <laughs> <laughs> which will make his wife even more. Oh, even equally pleased. <laughs> well, it's so uh, uh, reasonably priced. Yeah. 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 I mean, relative to like the cost of a nice car. Well, and think of all the fur that you're going to be able to put up. That's worth nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're making money. You're already making money. You though. know, that's a that's a funny thing. <clears throat> Billy and I got talking about this. I think we started hunting coyotes for the exact same reason. We thought we were going to get rich. <laughs> what, can you imagine? Yeah. I'll just If I just shoot 100 a year, it'll, I'll start making money. Not so. Ridiculous. Not so. Uh, none of this matters, though. No. We did do a really cool podcast series on uh, on fur a while back when Jim and I did that uh, kind of podcast coyote series. Yep. Uh, if you're interested in hearing about fur and kind of the hear, history of fur a little bit and just a really cool po- podcast, it, uh, we did uh, the one with uh, Greg from Fur Harvesters Auction, Inc. Mm. And it was... Uh, it's just a really cool podcast. Very uh, lots of lots of fun information. So, and you guys did get one. We did get one. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to ask Bill. Can can I ask what cartridge uh, anchored that coyote the other day? That was a two forty three. That was a two. Ooh. Yeah. Going with the big dogs. Yeah. At least in my opinion, kind of in the predator mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. Uh, two forty three. Okay. Yeah. Um. What do you guys think? Let's go through some common. Let's go through some common coyote cartridges. I'd say the most common. Two twenty three Remington. Two twenty three Remington. That's what. That's where I was going to start. Twenty two two fifty. That's where I was going to go next. Two hundred four Ruger. Yeah. Lead balloon. On a popularity scale, though. Lead balloon. I think it's a great cartridge. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I do. Um, that sounded. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I uh, had a level of sarcasm. Oh, yeah. No, 204. Yep. It I, didn't get I, any better that time. I think it depends where you are in the country a little bit with that one. 204. You think Ruger. there's some regional 204? Yeah. I don't think you'll find it too Hot often. Not in the Dakotas or Wyoming, Montana, anything like that, typically. Mm-hmm. Guys in Pennsylvania maybe shooting fox a little bit more, concentrated on pelt preservation. Sure. Probably a little more popular. Yeah. Um... Boy, I'd venture to guess uh, a lot of dogs getting put down with 6.5 Creedmoors. I think so, yes. I don't know that that was the cartridge's intended application. No. But it fell into the role nicely. I think for a lot of folks, it's doubling as their deer deer gun, coyote gun. Which is well, similar to the yeah. 243. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six Creedmoor, now six Arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hornady's new 22 Arc is, I'm sure, going to gain some, some ground. It's a brand new cartridge, so it's pretty... I'm jumping the gun, maybe. What about uh, 22 Creed? 
It's a cool cartridge. Yeah, I, there's. I, I don't hear too many guys using it. No, it's kind of like twenty two and twenty four Nosler. Okay. Um, not a lot. Not a lot going on. Both make a lot of sense from from, you know, a ballistics perspective and a terminal performance perspective. But I would say your your core popular cartridges are from smallest to largest. 204 Ruger, 223 Remington, 22250, 243 Winchester. I concur. Yeah. So. Which one's the best? Which one's the best? I think it depends. Oh, God. We got a comment from a person the other day. They were asking a question. Excuse me. Let me clear my throat. That's a good song. Who sings that? I have no idea. I think it's a Dougie Fresh song. I don't even know what that is. It's a good song. Um, my apologies for the throat clearing. <laughs> if you guys got an earful of that, um, where were we? Uh, customer commented. Oh yes, yeah. He and he was asking you mm. a question specifically, Ryan. Mm-hmm. It, but he caveated it with, "But you can't say it depends." I see. And that's I'm going to follow his lead, and and say I'm, I'm sure we're going to. I have about, to just. Pick- I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about all sorts of ways that it depends. Okay. But you can't say I have it. to just pick one. For now. Uh, 243. Okay. Bill? Uh, I would do 243 is a good choice. You can do it, too. If it's strictly for coyotes, I would maybe be looking more towards the 223. But if I want a deer hunt or something else with it, two four three is a really good option. But I mean, we're talking. This is your dedicated coyote. Uh, yeah, yeah. this is where this is where my caveat, if it depends, yeah, <laughs> is it has merit because yeah. I'm inclined to believe and agree with Bill, depending on where I'm hunting and whether or not I'm using a gas gun or a bolt gun. So if I'm using a gas gun, I'm going with a two twenty three all day long. Right. Yeah. But if I'm out west, Billy and I were just having, uh, I completely forgot this podcast was on the books today, as evident when you came down and talked to me, and then reminded me. We were talking about coyotes in the Dakotas. Where, that hurts. That I would I would think that it would carry a, lo- uh, a little bit higher level of importance. It's not importance. you. It's me. Um, I was talking to Bill about coyote hunting in the Dakotas, where he and I both have hunted. Right. And I had a very long shot on a coyote. How far? 372 yards. Okay. That's a long ways. Mm-hmm. And I did it with a 223, and it was was marginal, considering the conditions. Marginal because, like, what were the conditions that you're talking about? Well, it's South Dakota, so it's always windy. Mm-hmm. 372 yards is a long way. Like, you can hit the target. Like, you'll, you'll make contact with the target. But terminal, depending on where you hit. That was a 75-grain boat tail hollow point, um, and that animal required a uh, dispatch upon Interesting. getting up to it. And it was a good hit, like thoracic cavity hit, but it wasn't. there was enough gas there. Okay. My okay. preference would have been, if I could go back in time, I'd have been running my trusty old Tika 243. That would have hit it, and that would have anchored it. Mm-hmm. But it's, context is everything because it depends. Um where Bill hunts and Bill hunts coyotes way more than I do. We were talking about this today: sloughs, mm-hmm. swamps, small bodies of water, um, field edges near cover. Mm-hmm. A lot of times things happen quick. Having that secondary out of a gas gun, a two twenty three, nice to have. And 
There's not a lot of 243 AR-10s out there. Plus, AR-10s are kind of unwieldy and heavy. They are. And if depending on how you're calling coyotes, there I am saying just it depends. depends. <laughs> if, if you're, say, what we did in South Dakota often was we would park somewhere and we would hunt around, much like you would big game. You'd have a place where you'd stage your vehicle and then you'd go make stands in a large area, mm-hmm. trying to cover a large area. If you could drive to it, great, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm porting a rifle and that rifle's heavy. I want something a little bit trimmer, more nimble, lightweight. I don't mm-hmm. want to carry around an AR-10. They're heavy. Yeah. You know? Bill, what made you say uh, 223? Uh, I'll say, like, instead of the Varmeter's cartridge, the 22250. <laughs> uh, popularity, uh, the availability in an AR platform, like Ryan said. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that, um, even though it is fun in a bolt gun, too. Um yeah, that was probably the biggest. I mean, I think you have probably a little bit more ammo availability with a two two three, twenty two two fifty. So um, you can pretty much find it anywhere. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I kind of went with that. That's this guy right here. Yeah, this is just kind of like a typical standard FMJ. So I wouldn't say that this is like a varmint bullet uh, example, but mm. this is an example of the two twenty three. Um, interestingly enough. And for the same reasons as Bill, I was going to say a 223. I've hunted coyotes out west. Uh, you you can get some long shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd say by and large in my life, most of the shots and opportunities that I've gotten at coyotes, if I'm patient, are 300 yards and in. Mm-hmm. And I think the 223 is completely adequate for yes. the job. And it's the, uh, yeah, the gas gun component because I feel like the AR is just a phenomenal, phenomenal coyote gun, like platform. Yes, I agree completely. Um, And I do want to talk about 22250 because- Can I bring bring up one other reason why? (laughs) Uh, It's not like when you're big game hunting and when you fire that shot and if you're successful, like you filled your- in general, more, more often than not, you've filled your tag. Mm-hmm. Like, got it. Mm-hmm. You know, now those other stages of the hunt are going to start. Maybe you called two in. Yep. Maybe you called three in. Maybe you uh, maybe you muffed your first shot, mm-hmm. and now they are a running. I used to hunt with a TC Encore in two forty three. Yes. It was a really cool gun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was lethal, to say the least, on coyotes. And my hunting partner would often run a gas gun. Mm-hmm. I remember one time we called in a triple. And I shot the first shot, and it was just like, well, my ticket's punched. <laughs> and then I, I just get to look over and watch him clean up. Mm-hmm. And so a repeater, I think, is a very keen way to go. Um, I know we're talking cartridges here. Yeah. But you brought up the 243, yep. which is like kind of a uh, a cartridge that bridges big game. Yeah. And you know coyotes, predators, things of that nature. What type of uh, what type of projectile are do you envision? Like if you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna run my 243 for coyotes. So uh, I did this a couple different ways. I shot a 55 grain nozzle ballistic tip, mm-hmm. which is really effective unless you hit a small coyote in the wrong spot, and then you get two coyotes out of one. Like um, oh sure, think of mm-hmm. like cellular rep- replication. Yeah, except it's undesirable. Um, so then 
I switched to a heavier bullet, like a soft point for shooting deer. Mm-hmm. And then that bullet was not explosive, and I don't mean incendiary. I mean like rapid delamination. Right. And I'd get kind of a hole in and a hole out, and it was really effective. Um, and then I actually switched to a 62-grain Barnes Varmint grenade, which is somewhat of a frangible, if you mm-hmm. will. It's kind of. It's got a centered metal core. It's a hollow point, flat base bullet. You could drive them to warp speed velocity, mm-hmm. and they'd hit, and they really don't exit. And the, the bullet just kind of turns to powder, sort of. Um, that was a really, really, really good bullet um, for, for shooting out of out of the 6 millimeter that I was running. A little light in the 223 because they had like a 29 grain varmint grenade. And I think they had a 30, say a 32. And I think I monkeyed with them and I think I wasn't super happy if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But that 62 grain flat base was really good. In the 223, uh, really like 60 grain Hornady VMAX, which is a flat base. Mm-hmm. Um, 53 grain Hornady VMAX, which is not a flat base, but that came in their superformance line. And it was like, a very formidable loading. Like it was, I think it was 3,400 feet per second or something mm. like that. Um, the rifles that we were running them in, which were Tika bolt guns or ARs, shot them famously and they hit very oh, hard. Okay. Yeah. The 60 grain V Max and that 53 grain V Max was really nice. I thought, don't they, uh, don't they load? I thought it was the 55 grain V Max out mm-hmm. of the 243. Do they do that they, as well? 58. 58 grain. That's yeah. what was the shot this weekend was with a 58 grain V Max. That's a mess. It was ugly. I mean, it a blew, blew a chunk of it off. I mean, he hit bone, I think, like shoulder blade. So it okay. It took a chunk of coyote and threw it. It was it was mostly a frontal shot too, wasn't it? Yeah, mostly. Mostly angling and, towards us, yeah. And it removed a small ham, yeah, size chunk. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not a. And again, that shot angle, you know, dependent. Yeah, that shot could have turned out very differently. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's a that's a mean projectile. Uh, but I really, I really did like a hundred grain soft point. I thought that was p- pretty much perfect for everything. I shot a coyote uh, with a hundred grain soft point. I think it was a, I'd call it a soft point. I think it was a Hornady uh, interlock. Mm-hmm. One of my better shots, Ryan. I should show you the picture where I hit this coyote. I mean, just tucked it right behind the shoulder, but I, I missed it on my first shot and hit it at probably, yeah, it'd be. 200, 250 yards away. Landing gear up and... Just full tilt. I He did like two and a half flips yep. while he was going that fast. How was the exit? It was fine. and just put a nice hole in him. Yep. Through and through. That's that's what I really liked about that bullet. I mean, two holes. Yep. But, but, but it's it, not it a catastrophic... No, it wasn't. No. And and that's that's what I think is really keen about that bullet. Um, old, now deceased customer of mine top, told me that. He's like, if you're going to shoot a 243... Because you really couldn't buy full metal jackets at the time, and nor are they really that effective. But he said, "Shoot, shoot a heavy, heavy bullet like for deer, mm-hmm. um, and you you don't have that cataclysmic effect." Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we don't have one here. I don't think because um, we didn't really know which cartridges we we're going to talk about. Like we have, you know, we're lucky we have a lot of these around the office. Yeah, it's kind of shocking to me that we haven't talked more about the twenty-two fifty. It's a good round. It's cooking. It's a moving groove, and you bet. And it has very appropriate varmint-type bullets. Yes. Available. Yeah. It's a cartridge that I feel was purpose-built mm-hmm. for varminting. Let's talk about it a little bit and why it's not either of your guys' choice. I think it's probably the 
like talking to other predator hunters, that's probably the most common one I hear guys using is the twenty two fifty. And it's I think it's good, mm-hmm. but I want to hear Mucklepedia's Here's my ideas take. on it. So at the time that I made the selection of two forty three, I was in a bolt gun platform. I still am. Mm-hmm. You're going to sub- subject yourself, and I know this is going to sound petty. You're going to subject yourself to some additional recoil and muzzle blast. Certainly, compared to compared to like a two twenty three. Two twenty two two fifty and two forty three are so close to kind of the same animal that why not give yourself the additional advantage if you're going to be approaching that class anyway, um, and just go with the two forty three. Have a dual use gun, and then have ammunition that like I had mentioned earlier with the bullet thing is, is better at not exploding what I'm shooting. So in the 22 to 50 pallet, how many options do you have out there commonly found for a bullet that maintains integrity and does not have violent explosive results on hide? But also I think a lot of these bullets are going in. Yeah. So they're, you know, punching that quotation mark pinhole, yep. then coming apart mm-hmm. as designed. Yep. And that's all happen, happening internally, and no exit. Off you go. It's pretty rare that. I mean, if you shoot, you're right. If everything goes well, if you frontal shot a coyote that's got its head down, as you guys did today with a two or the other day with a 243, 22 to 50 is going to have a very similar result. It was it was strategic in that I knew that I could get those bullets to do that thing. And and with basically the same amount of recoil and you know very similar downrange performance mm-hmm. and and really more WAP because my thought was at that point I'm gonna just all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hunt coyotes all over the West big coyotes longer distances I wanted every advantage that mass and and profile can give me for longer shots truth be told like if you're calling coyotes like that same hunt where that was a long dog mo- most of those shots are actually really quite short. Um, like right. a, like a two twenty three is perfectly adequate for, um, but it's those what if moments, and it just so happened that that coyote that I shot far away uh, busted us when we were calling, mm-hmm. or at least I think anyways, and he like literally sat down. He's like not taking another step. Yeah, and that was my opportunity. Um, my thought process was if I'm if I'm in that situation, I want to make that shot. Horsepower is a, a useful thing. Um, and I think I think that's true. I, I think a twenty two two fifty would have done the job as well. And I, I don't want to throw unnecessary shade at the cartridge because it is the Varmeter's cartridge. Uh, very useful round. My thought process at the time was the bullet availability was a better choice in two forty three than it was in twenty two two fifty for what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Now I don't really do that anymore. Um, Bill and I were just actually talking about taking a trip out west and going it'd be to, worth it. Yeah. You know, would would I, knowing what I know now and knowing what kind of resources I have available to me from like the ham motors perspective and then factory ammunition, does that change my tune? I think probably, but I also like the idea of a 243 because it's a fantastic mule deer, pronghorn, whitetail cartridge and like it fills several roles. It does. As as would like six five creed more, six creed more. And I'm, I still don't think I'm giving anything up. Well, I mean, if you're going to go. 243, Ryan, and you don't want to give anything up, then you might as well just, you know, run this 300 PRC that we have on the table Well, for comic relief. <laughs> I mean, sure. And there are there are people that do stuff like that. But 
you know, six arc is on the table here. This is another well, one. So you segued before my segue. Oh, You've been talking a lot about the 243. We'll edit that a, out. A six millimeter <laughs> bullet. Yeah. Here's another cute little six millimeter option. Super cute. Super cute. Bill, you're working on one of these. Currently building one, yep. Ryan, you have one of these. Yeah. Uh, in that little matchstick howl that you bought. Mm -hmm. What's going on with the six arc? I think that'd be a wonderful choice. I think you get uh, a couple of really special things with this. You get moderate recoil, and it has like comical recoil. There's nothing to it, even in that howl, which is is wildly lightweight, <laughs> wildly low recoiling. Excuse me. That's okay, Mark. Wildly lightweight, wildly low recoiling. You you do get a really interesting trajectory. Like that thing's kicking way outside of its coverage zone from what you think it should look when you look at the cartridge. Oh, yeah. Um, and you're delivering payload. So 105, 108 grain projectile on target. Moderate velocities. So using bullets like the ELDs, it's not... It's not moving it like a 243 or a 6 Creedmoor would, where when it hits, it's still putting some formidable foot per second into into that target. You know, you don't have your water bottle. I know. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a mistake. Yes. Um, I think it's a really cool choice. I probably lost it. So I've got a bolt gun, and I'm not super duper cool, and not cool, but keen on ARs. They just, they're cold to me, you know? I don't love them, but as I, the more I touch that cartridge the more I'm like gosh I really need I really need a gas gun in this and then, oh then there's in my opinion I think what could be the perfect marriage for the shooter who is going to call the Midwest like Bill loves to do and he might be on a farm field where he's got a 300 yard opportunity and that's his only opportunity he might be on the small wetland where he has a 70 yard shot and it's fleeting and quick or he might be in the west where his opportunity is longer than that that 300 yard mark, and he's mm -hmm. got he's got to make it count. I think that's a, a really keen choice. So, yeah, so long, I agree. Yeah, so <laughs> so long as so long as you've got your numbers <laughs> managed and you know where everything's at, like that's a really cool little round. Are you doing a gas gun, Bill? Mm -mm. No, yeah. no. Probably I, will lead to a gas gun say, eventually. Yeah, like, we just talked about that. Yeah, I think I think that'll happen. Yeah. Right. It just seems like a very special little cartridge. It seems to be very easy to shoot, very easy to put around on target. Mm -hmm. Do you think there'll be more factory loadings of it coming? I th I do think so, yeah. Um, you know, that cartridge has some military adoption, mm -hmm. um, and it has really caught on. I know the folks at Hawa having a hard time keeping them little six-arc bolt guns in stock, mm -hmm. um, and, and I think the gas market, I mean, that's what the cartridge is designed for. It's surrounding that, mm -hmm. and with, with Hornady being who Hornady is and, and coming out with bullet offerings that entertain every single avenue of use. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that'll be cool. I also think that the ELD would be a spectacular option for it. You know, yeah. it's a thin tapered jacket. Um, it checks most of the boxes that Varmint does and they've just come up right. with a new, uh, is it the ELD VT? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So you're, you're combining much of the performance values of, of their, uh, ELD projectiles from like a concentricity standpoint, accuracy potential standpoint, but then you're also giving it what we've come to expect out of like the VMAX bullets for that wild terminal performance. Right. Um, and there's there's your marriage. They've just released the 22 arc, arc, which is more or less the six arc neck down to 22 caliber to further 
bolster that. And I think that's a pretty special little piece of kit too. But I, I'm I'm well seated with that six arc. I've, I've got dies. I've got brass. I've got a rifle now. I'm gonna I'm gonna run that to my heart's content. And I do love the gas gun format for coyote hunting because even even with the bolt gun, there's been the whoops. I shot too low on that one. <laughs> got to cycle out. Try to catch up with that coyote again. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm given an opportunity for a, a shot after he's moved, it's very hard to hit him on the run. Right. They they somehow become significantly narrower <laughs> and of course then they accelerate well, i think when they're going so fast they, they stretch they elongate. out elongate. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh so it, in the event that that dog does pause for a second shot you know gas gun's pretty handy you don't have to necessarily lose sight of him hmm. that's that's a pretty special little cartridge and you know i know a lot of fellas that were running 243 that switched to six creed for inherent ballistic advantages was the six creed you know, they're coming with a, a heavier weight, higher BC projectile. A lot of these shooters are, you know, running longer ranges when they're when they're out chasing coyotes. Mm-hmm. If if that's, you know, the way they choose to pursue them or if that's just how circumstance dictates they have to. And again, you mentioned 6.5 Creedmoor. Well, here again, I think the 243 is losing a lot of ground and popularity because cartridges like the 6.5 Creedmoor exist. Mm-hmm. We're in a very moderate recoiling platform and our versatility is massive. Same rifle can be used for coyotes as it can for 1,000-yard steel shooting. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can find it in a Ruger American. Right. So hot dog. Yeah. 300 PRC is probably not going to be a selection I make. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That was just for fun. Yeah, that was just for fun. We'll pull, we'll pull this guy off the table. Okay. We've at least ruled one out. Yeah. <laughs> not that it wouldn't do the job. Yeah. And you know I'm a big fan of... Just getting the job done. Right? You're not going to make anything too dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You uh, once killed a coyote with a 300 short mag. I have done that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I um it worked handily. It does. Uh it yeah. I still think though like 243 is pretty hard to beat. 223 in a gas gun is pretty hard to beat. And and I'm packaging shootability, versatility, economy, all these different things together. 204 I I think that little cartridge is kind of falling to a wayside. It's so cute, though. It is a wonderful round. You know I like speed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about the 220 Swift, then? How did that compare to the 204? 220 Swift eat a 204's lunch, um, but a 220 Swift was effectively replaced by the 22-250 as it was able to do everything a Swift was able to do, for the most part, Mm -hmm. um, in a a more manageable, more affordable case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Swift is a neat round. and there's some hand loaders out there that know what that giant case is capable of. The 22-50 commercially does everything that it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, even after our discussion, yeah. which you uh, provided some convincing <laughs> uh, arguments mm-hmm. for the 6-Arc. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I, things I like about it, you know, potential for... You know, uh, gas gun. Yeah. I like that. Uh, heavier, higher BC bullets. Yep. I like that a lot because I do think that's going to anchor a dog in situations where uh, the 223 might come up a little bit short. Yep. But I think I'm going to still stick with the 223. Yeah. I, I think that's super sound. It works. So when we go, I'll carry the the gas 223 and if you yep. need to drop some long bombs 
Go get them, boys. The, the hard part that I'm struggling with now is what is the barrel length that I put on, on my 6R gas gun? I think I know where I am. Where do you think? I think I'm at 18 inches. Because I know I'm going to have a suppressor on it. Mm. Not 20. Nope. What do you think you're giving up with an 18 versus like a 20? A little velocity. 25 feet per second per yeah. inch. 30, maybe. It's a pretty efficient little case. Somewhat nominal. Yeah. And here again, I like to call coyotes. Um, and like when you think, like Bill was regaling me a story today. Shotgun range? Yeah. Your wife had to toss you a backup gun? That's a power couple right there. <laughs> that is. You know? It was like negative 30 out. Coyote comes out of the cattails at like 15 yards. I had the shotgun. Shoot it once. That thing's froze up. I looked at my wife, and she looks at me, and we both kind of just swap firearms. She throws me the AR. I throw her the shotgun, and then just finish that coyote off at yeah. 10 yards. The first shot got it, though. He definitely yelped. I, I hit him somewhere. I don't know what happened to him, but he came running at us then. Oh, gotcha. Oh, he kept coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it was nice having her there for that. Yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, go-to uh, shotgun load? Uh, Hornady makes their, what is it, their Varmint. Yeah. Um, heavy Magnum, I think it's called, yep. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that coyote did, but he yelped and just came running ass. I don't know if I blinded him or something, but yeah. Just it was the, a tense moment Just the there. muzzle flash. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, these non-toxic shots that are out on the market, I remember Heavy Shot came out with Dead Coyote, mm-hmm. which was a, mm-hmm. about a 20 caliber pellet. I, uh, I've i never shot that stuff, it but I, I had a buddy that shot a lot of it. He, yeah. I mean, he was big into competition coyote calling. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, pretty magic. Yeah, it is. Um, it's smaller shot sizes than that, higher pellet, pellet mm-hmm. count, like TSS. I was just bobcat hunting the other day, um, and I was sporting some heavy shot number twos in 20 gauge. Mm-hmm. And I figured that I hunted geese with that load mm-hmm. specifically. It was leftovers from my goose hunting <laughs> days. And um, I pulled some Canada's not quite stratosphere, but at ranges that people would be like, that little 20 will never do it. Mm-hmm. And that little 20 did it. Um, so, you know, a, a number two shot in a non tox or number four buck. Um, if you can find BB lead, I've got a little bit of that left in 12 gauge. That was really effective. Uh, but th- there again, you're looking at 15 in and ideally like 35 and in. You yeah. Know? The only thing I've shot with lead BBs uh, were some coons. Yep. And it definitely did the job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably worked. Yeah. I, I still got, I got two boxes of lead BB. They're mean. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Oh, I like it, guys. Yeah. Interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. Every time we podcast, I'm like, oh, I need to go coyote hunting. And I just, I haven't done a whole lot of it since I moved to Wisconsin. Yeah, you were kind of in the Mecca state. I think that's kind of why it's hard for me yeah. to. Yeah. They, these dogs get pressured pretty hard, too. A lot of guys running dogs yeah. for dogs in this state. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. Um, I've, hunted, I've hunted western regions after calling contests, which, you know. That can, that can be a wasteland. Yeah. Like, that coyote sees a white Silverado come up over the hill. It's, it knows what's in store. It's gone. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, good stuff, guys. Yeah. Well, we covered some ground. Uh, we may have spun in circles a little bit, <laughs> but I feel like we all provided uh, relevant arguments. 
stuck stuck to our guns a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Ryan, oftentimes the answer is it depends. Yep. You know, where are you hunting? How are you hunting? You know, I mean, there's probably some guys that are like, I only need a shotgun yep. for what yeah. I do. Um, I shot one with a 22 LR once. How'd that go? Very good. Really? Yep. Right behind the shoulder. What range? It was like 102 yards or something. You are kidding me. Nope. It was a target of opportunity. Yeah. It wasn't... Uh, <laughs> Intended. Yeah. And uh, got him. He donkey kicked and kind of did a little roll and ran off and just dipped. Yeah. Just went in the right spot. Poked him right in the lungs yep. and off you go. So, all right, everybody out there. Well, as per usual, we like to ask you guys, what do you think? What do you think is the ultimate coyote cartridge? What are you using? What uh, what kind of success are you seeing? What kind of bolts do you like within that cartridge? Uh, you know, what are your goals, right? Like you said, some people are like, I do not care about the fur. Other people are like, that's a very important mm-hmm. aspect. So uh, let us know. Let us know what you're using. And uh, I don't know, hope to see you in the field. Yes. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.